With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Kenny Ladd about to be tackled by Citizen and better loosen up. It's finishing very fast down the outside. Citizen takes the lead, but better loosen up is coming at Citizen. Better loosen up on the outside. Citizen better loosen up, takes the lead. Better loosen up has won the Cox Plate. A nick to Citizen. Kenny Ladd third, the phantom, a very good run. Forward, that was one hell of a performance by better loosen up. He was trained by David Hayes. He went on to win a Japan Cup. It was an astonishing Cox Plate that year. Stylish century led him by, at one point, I think around 20 lengths, and better loosen up and, well, he equaled the track record on that particular day to, to win the, the Cox Plate. And David Hayes joins us now. Good morning, David. Welcome back to Giddy Up. Yeah, nice to be on the show. Um, as we experienced legendary at the Ladbrokes Cox Plate Carnival, that was a legendary performance by your horse. What did that day mean to you and your family, especially for your career? Look, it was a very important one because Dad, when he announced his retirement on Cox Plate Eve, won his last Cox Plate with Almorad. Yeah. And then I won my first with Better Loosen Up. And one, it was my first group one. And uh, it was a very special, you know, to win your first group one in a Cox Plate. But I do remember the race clearly at, at about the... 900 metre mark, Dad put his hand on my leg and said, well, you've got your whole career to win one. He, <laughs> he gave him no hope. <laughs> and then I, I'm a bit of an optimist, and at the 300, I said, he's coming, he's coming, and then he got up and won. So uh, it was a, a huge, huge thrill. What did your old man say to you after the race then? Um, he's pretty damn good, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did, did you realise what you had? leading into that Cox Plate? Oh, I did, yes. Uh, he'd won all the lead-up races very impressively. Fiat getting up in the last stride. I think he started favourite. So yep. to start favourite in a Cox Plate, you've got to be pretty good in your own right. So it, I was hoping and expected to win, uh, but you, you're never too confident in that race. Yeah, I, I, I'll rephrase that question. But when you saw that horse for the first time and he was working through his... He, he's um, he was going through his work back at Lindsay Park. Did you did you did you know that he was special from the outset? Oh no, no, no. he's a very lazy track. Yeah, and um, in our Melbourne stable, Dad had a huge stable at the time, and I was running Adelaide for him, and Better Loosen Up was there, and there wasn't much room in the stable, and they had to shuffle horses around when he arrived, and uh, he said, "Why are you? Why would you send him? You know, like that." <laughs> And anyway, he nearly he nearly won first up for the stable. Stable mate beat him on Caulfield Cup Day at a big price. But then from then on, um, he won the um, the Emirates and then won the two big ones in Perth. Came back and he was just a star. The only time he ever blotted his copybook was if it rained. He wasn't a good wet track horse. Jeez, yeah. when I listen to you talk about this horse and then I listen to the boys talk about Mr. Brightside, Geez, there's a lot of similarities. It's funny. Uh, yeah. when, when I saw him, when he started that string of wins from his maiden through to the Emirates, um, I said at about 
it's just for the Seymour Cup when he won. God, he reminds me of a lot of the old horse because one in size, stature, yeah. the way he sticks his neck out, the way he gallops, and he races in the family colours. And he's by a sire, nondescript. Bull Bars is a low-profile sire, and so was Loosen Up. So they, they both came from nowhere. And, uh, and, uh, and, and they're both genuine champions. Yeah, and, and and Benny and JD and Will say that at home you wouldn't even, like if you went around the stable, you wouldn't say, well, this is a champion. You know what I mean? He's, he, he just does what he needs to do and he, and he might just be a different, he's a different horse when he heads out onto the track. Well, yeah, I came home, it was in COVID yeah. and the boys uh, had, the cupboard was very bare. The stable was looking quite light and not very competitive. And I was watching all the horses in winter prepping for potential spring. And I came home from track. I didn't tell the boys, but I told my wife, uh, gee, I don't lie, I didn't see a good horse. And in amongst those horses that morning, I didn't even notice him, was Mr. Brightside. Yeah. So, um, yes, he has. We always thought he was okay going through the grades, but no one could have envisaged him being this good. We had a debate the other day. We have a Wednesday debate where we have a little bit of fun and banter, David, on, on Giddy Up. And one of the topics was, and you're the perfect person to answer, if Lindsay Park, if Prue said we're not going to call it Lindsay Park anymore, we need to rename the farm, would it be Better Loosen Up Lodge or Mr. Brightside Lodge? Well, it's split in two halves. So yes. give them um, <laughs> a side each. Uh, it, there's a road in between. There's yeah. 500 acres one yeah. side. Six hundred, and because he's current, he could have the big infrastructure yeah. side. <laughs> that, that's a very good answer. Um, can can Mister Brightside join Ben Loosen up? This could be the deciding factor on the Cox Plate on a list. What do you make of his run in the King Charles? Uh, look, I thought it was okay. It was yeah. good. He ran second. Um, I thought Fangirl was exceptional in that race, but he was a month between runs, uh, going up to Sydney, and the plan was always to do the month. And I just think he, he might just have knocked up a bit on the day. Yeah. And I'd say that good hard run under his belt. I'm not worried about the 2000 at all. It's a bit like all the alligator blood stuff that he, mm. they haven't won at 2000. But if they're good horses, they will. Uh, he's got a clean set of lungs. And his couple of runs at the 2000, he wasn't as good as he is now. So I wouldn't judge. I don't think they were failures either. So I, I, we went back to last in the Cox Plate last year. That won't be happening this year, I don't think. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, look, I, I'd say if he'd had a win over 2,000, he'd probably justify to be favourite. And uh, I reckon he will run 2,000, so he's good odds, and I'd say have a bet on him because yeah. he never lets you down. It's a, it's a, yeah, he, he always goes to war with you for you, and you, it's amazing, really. He finished second in a, in a King Charles. He was the horse of the spring in the early part, and Alligator Bloods won, let's be honest, a couple of weeks, Group ones, there hasn't been like there haven't been vintage weight for age group one races. He's now second favourite, and you can get ten dollars now for Mister Brightside and the Cox Plate. And I don't think there's pubs in Hong Kong, but at restaurants, what's the 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 locals debating with you that Romantic Warrior will just win the Cox Plate? Do you think Brightside can beat him? Um, on his first up run, yes. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I would put out a, I'm a. I think I'm a romantic warrior that he had it all to lose first up, and I called that before the race. Yeah. But I think he was too aggressive and a bit fresh first up. With that run under his belt and a couple of trips over to the valley, 
I think you'll see a different horse in the Cox Plate. I would say he's the horse to beat. Yeah, so he's the favourite romantic warrior, $4.50. Um, what kind of horse do you need to win a Cox Plate? You've won a couple. And Fields of Omar, what a story uh, he was. Yeah, well, you, you know, Fields, um, uh, I think, ran in four or five and was placed in four of them uh, and won two. So, look, he's one of the Cox Plate greats. Um, you, you need a very, very, you need the weight grades champion of the year, yeah. basically. Um, occasionally there's an upset, but normally you, after the Cox Plate, you go, well, that was obvious. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so you just look for the horses that have got consistent weight for age form. It's not a race. If they haven't run well in the lead-ups, they normally don't run well in the, in the Cox Plate. Look, where yeah. a handicap, generally, it's the horse building and finding the form. So for me... Um, I would say the Cox Plate will come out of the weight for age form leading into it. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. And I think it, I, I love this narrative and I love, and I know you need to ha have the horse to do it, but Kiramar and David Eustace taking the punt with gold trip, trying to do the big travel and doing, and do what rising fast last did um, back. I think it was 1954, all those years ago, gold trip to win a Caulfield Cox Plate and, and also a Melbourne Cup. I, I don't under like when you have a look at the record of the horses backing up from a Caulfield Cup to a Cox Plate. Are you surprised that you don't see more horses do that, David? Uh, yeah, like it's a. Uh, I, I remember Northerly uh, did it. He beat Fields of Omar yep. in the Caulfield Cup, giving him a heap of weight, and then came out and and beat him in the Cox Plate. They both backed up and they both ran well. Um, it's just the you know it's just back back 400 metres that you can you know they're very fit anyway and and if it's a gruelling Cox Plate it sometimes works in their favour Can't wait to see what Mr Brightside can do in the Cox Plate mate and um, great reliving that magical moment with Fields of Omar. Do you have a winner for us at Shah Tin on Sunday? Uh, I've got, it's my birthday so Oh happy birthday David 50? Yeah, no, on Sunday Oh on yeah, happy Sunday. birthday for Sunday Yes. I won't correct what you just said no. but the uh, <laughs> I, I I would say I've got a nice horse that uh, the boys sent me, actually. It's called Ruby Lot. Okay. Uh, not a bad horse. Ran well on debut. I think he'll run well on the weekend. And the question's, so Brightside will be in Hong Kong after the Cox play, or will he go to Flemington, then Hong Kong? Uh, yeah, better ask the trainers. All right, uh, I, 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 I think they'll just see how he, how he runs, and they'll make their decision, but... You know, it's a it's a long time from the Cox Plate to the uh, to the you know it's, it's probably seven weeks. So I'd say that if I was betting, I'd say we have a run on final day at Flemington. Well, don't worry, Giddy Up's got a Giddy Up syndicate here on this show, and we we leased a horse from the Easter Sales, and the boys have got it a, a um, done deal, Philly. So um, she'll be winning the thousand guineas not this year, but next year, and you're more than welcome to come and celebrate with us, David. Well, that's a, that's a deal. I'll, I'll come down if you. <laughs> All right, mate. Under yes. Under yeah. Thanks, mate. Appreciate your time and um, happy birthday for Sunday on behalf of everyone here on SEN. Yeah, thank you. There's a legendary trainer, David Hayes, for a legendary Cox Plate moments. Experience 24 hours of racing action and entertainment at the Ladbrokes Cox Plate Carnival. Tickets at coxplate.com.au.